All right, what's shaking, everybody? Welcome back to the Golf Guide Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Serlo, and I have got one of my favorite golf buddies on today's podcast. His name is Chris Durr. He has been on this program many times before. I think Chris's last appearance here, I think we did a Masters preview together before uh, this past year's Masters back in November. So very stoked to have Chris back. He is one of my favorite humans. The guy is just a uh, a treasure trove of information and, uh, and, and just great golfing insight. And even though this is something that we did just a few podcasts ago, um, you know, Chris recently made his very first pilgrimage up to the Oregon coast uh, to play all the courses at Bannon Dunes. So, you know, be, given the fact that I've been encouraging that guy to go visit, uh, join us on our trip, and you know, go up there and visit Bannon Dunes for years since we, you know, first met each other and uh, started playing golf together back in 2017. I I just had to take this opportunity to basically just pick his brain and just uh, relive all the glory that was uh, our trip to Bannon Dunes vicariously through Chris. So uh, with that all set up, if you guys are in the mood for a whole bunch of Bannon Dunes talk, you are going to get it. If you're in the mood for not that, then, you know, hey, maybe you listen, maybe you don't. That's okay. Either way, I think hope you guys will enjoy this very Bannon heavy podcast with Chris Durr. Enjoy, everybody. Your boy, I have like so much controlled excitement. I'm trying to like get this out correctly. I just got back from my first trip to Bandon Dunes, which is great. And I don't want to be the person that's like, bl- like blowing it up too much. So I'm trying to like control everything. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's all of it and then some, really. Honestly, dude, this is a podcast that I would say close to like 8% of the episodes that we've released on this feed over the last five years. At least 10% of them are just grown men basically just stroking the Bandon Dune shaft for for hours on end. So you, you you are in the right place. I feel I feel like I'm in I feel like I'm at home. I this, feel very This is a safe space, all right? <laughs> all things Bandon are completely not only allowed but encouraged on the on this feed. So you are in the right place. Dude, it was it's incredible too. The fact I love that you go every year. I'm bummed that I haven't been able to make it on that trip. Thanksgiving is so tough for me and my family, which I've explained to you many times. We just do we do it big, and uh, a lot of people come in from a lot of different places, uh, so we try to make it a point to see each other. So that's always such a tough week, and I would have loved to have been there with you for my first time. But that being said, dude, it's still probably one of the – it's the best place for golf uh, in the U.S. that I've ever seen. See, I'm trying not to be hyperbolic. There you go. I, very, I, very matter-of-fact. Now, here's here's the next – my follow-up question after hearing that. Is this your first experience with like true Lynx golf? Yes, I would say okay. so. I've never played anywhere in Scotland, which I guess is true Lynx golf. Um, I don't. There's always been courses that play like that advertise themselves as a Lynx golf course, but sure. yeah, I guess as far as like true Lynx, I guess maybe Chambers Bay could qualify as one. Uh, and maybe Chambers Cal Bay. Club. Chambers Bay is very linksy. I mean, I, I I think technically, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of people out there that are pretty far up, you know, their own asses that have this very strict criteria for what constitutes a Lynx golf course. It has to be within like a mile or like a half mile of the ocean. Can't be of like you know Puget Sound like Chambers Bay. It has to be in the sand dunes within X amount of you know yards of the ocean with all the other kind of things. But really, 
it, if that's the case, like I think Bannon qualifies. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if Chambers does, but Chambers does at least play very linksy, especially in the summertime. So you, you, you've at least played something f- similar to Bannon if you've been to Chambers before. I've played a semblance of Lynx golf, but I guess this was my very first true experience with Lynx golf. This sure. was this is what Lynx golf is, and this is the first time I'd ever truly seen it. So, I mean, obviously that came with a whole slew of emotions and awesome feelings uh, while being there because it's it's yeah. I mean, I I can't think of anything to say that hasn't already been said because but everything <laughs> that's been said about it is so spot on dude it's incredible so so the first question i'll ask you is so if people aren't familiar with you and your golf swing I mean, you've got a really nice swing um it's i would certainly say it's a hell of a lot more textbook than mine or a lot of the buddies that i go with mainly because you're just better at golf so um but you know you hit the ball relatively high um and so my first question to you is how did your game adapt to the links courses i mean did you guys have to deal with a lot of wind not only to keep the ball low in that sense but did your game acclimatize to like the link setting quickly in terms of you are just were starting to play bump and runs everywhere, keeping it low on the ground around the greens? Like how how did you adapt and how how was that experience for you with this, with this being your first time up there? The experience was awesome. I loved it. I have practiced those shots. First things first, I appreciate the compliment of my golf swing. I think my golf swing sucks. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you think it's so great. Uh, I love your golf swing. I'm jealous. But I've been I've I've been working on my golf swing over the last year and a half. And one of the things that I am bad at doing is hitting the ball low. So I've been trying to hit the ball lower by working on my takeaway. It's kind of the long or the short story. Uh, Dude, it's so easy. Just turn, just, just have a pancake flat golf swing like me. Just just bring that club back like around your right hip, and then bam, it's it's, it's easy. You, get, it's, you couldn't even get the ball in the air if you wanted to. It's, it's, it's so true, I guess. But anyway, working on my takeaway to get the ball <laughs> low, and then when I got up there, I feel like it worked really good. And then around the greens, I've been working really hard also over the last year and a half, and I feel like I've been using just simple bump and runs in San Diego a lot more than most people like it, you don't have to hit bump and runs here in San Diego at all. You can always pull out your 60 and, and fly it to the hole and spin it. I'm not good at that shot. So I've in the last year and a half, I've really tried to develop a bump and run. So it served me wonderfully up there. And no, no, like, have you seen that hat that says no one cares what you shot, you know, and it's the <laughs> Chanel number five, like font. <laughs> so it's, I always see that hat and I try not to like, be too overbearing about what I should Bro, you are in a. Great. I, I, I'm gonna say it again. You're in a safe space. Just, 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 just go for it, dude. I played lights out, lights out, all like at every golf course, pretty much for the most part, with the conditions. Controlled my golf ball great, and had some up and downs that were bump and runs that were just some of like the sickest. It felt so good to pull them off. I just as a quick, a quick example, hole thirteen at Bandon Trails. Oh yeah, which is by the way. Uh, 13 abandoned trails, that little 12 and 13 stretch, the, the 240 yard par three uphill. And then the kind of soft dog leg right back down on 13. Tell me that doesn't feel like Oregon Augusta back there. It really does. Yeah. It really does feel like Oregon Augusta. And that hole was so cool. Our, we had the pin tucked, uh, middle left and I missed the green with a wedge left and Ooh. I hit a seven iron from down there that ran to the top of the hill, stopped and then released down into the right and stopped maybe three inches from the hole. Oh my gosh! And all four, all of the caddies in our group came up to me and were like, "That was sick." Dude. And I was, I was pissed off. It was so, it was awesome. And that was like, 
that was just the touch I had all week while I was there. That's like a, a really good example of the touch I had all week. I feel like I was getting things up and down from all over the place. I was hitting a lot of bump and runs. I got a couple up and down with a three wood, which was awesome yes. dude it was so fun it was so fun wow dude that is radical because I, I now i'm trying to rack my brain right now to think of like where if you're in the short grass right like so if you're not on the green but you're on like the short grass somewhere off you know around a green complex where would be the toughest up and downs right and the left side of 13 of trails i think is probably i think it might be safe to say that probably is one of the five toughest up and downs at that resort just because how steep and severe that slope is up on that left side i mean that is crazy crazy impressive i mean like and, and you, you could make an argument that the very next hole you know the downhill you know 14th if you're short right trying to get like bump and run around a bunker that could be another one i mean that's that is a master class i mean so I it's a mess. i made a mess of 14 from short right i hit driver <laughs> like short right of the green just in front of that bunker and it was. It got ugly real quick. And all it was weird. I had to pull out a sixty all of a sudden. I remember, like the guy, my caddy Tim, who's the fucking man, was like, told me he's you need to hit a sixty. It needs to be high and spinny. And, and I was like, whoa, dude, the bunker's in my way. All of a sudden, I was shook. All of a sudden, with like a when you don't hit when you, when you're not hitting that lob wedge a couple times around, and all of a sudden you pull it out for the first time, and, and it's your fourteen holes, and you're like, Jesus Christ, like, dude, what? What do you mean? You, 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 Shouldn't you give this to me like five holes ago to prepare me for this? I was so shook, dude. I was so <laughs> I was so shook, and then I proceeded to barely get it over the bunker. But I, that was the most. I feel like that was easily the most shook I felt all week. All of a sudden, someone hit it, telling me to hit a high soft one. I was like, wait, what? What do you mean <laughs> off this? Dude, that is yeah. See, that's it. Like, there's there's nowhere that's more terrifying to hit a, a, a 56 or 60 degree wedge than somewhere like Bannon, or it's just anywhere with super tight lies to the point where it like when I get up there, unless I'm actually physically in the sand i look for absolutely an excuse to not grab a sandwich i don't even carry a lot in my bag right now and it's to the point where even that like you know what two months i've been back from bannon from our trip in november and like i still am like in the bannon mindset where it's almost like uh i could hit a 56 from like 40 yards right here but it just seems like it'd be way way more dope to just take out a seven iron and try to like fly at 20 yards and let it run up to the green i, I I'm, I'm very curious have you played golf since you've been back from bannon I have. I played in a skins game last night at a uh, par three course here in San Diego. They do a night skins game. Did, and did you find yourself having a tough time getting out of the band and mindset? Yes, but it okay. worked out great for the sake of the game, which was wild. I was hitting just knockdown little wedges, like fifty percent wedges. I was hitting my pitching wedge normally, like I guess full goes like one thirty five. And I was hitting my pitching wedge from like 108 yesterday. Just like, oh, let me just bump a little wedge in there. <laughs> and it was sick. It worked out so good, too. I was like, man, this might they might be onto something here. It might be onto something with the game here. No, dude. And that's the thing is like, I, just like you, I played exceptionally well this past year at Bannon. It's because I just, I had this one thought in my mind, and I don't know why it worked so well. I don't know why I didn't think about it before because I've been doing it ever since. And I've, you know, my handicap is, while it's still not phenomenal, it's as low as it's ever been for me. Now that is anytime That's I'm even, right. unless I'm perfectly right on my number, like I'm clubbing up and choking down a little bit and just putting a little back of my stance and just basically knocking with the club up into every single hole. And it's crazy how much it has basically taken away the awful shot. Whereas like now, even if I hit it okay, because I got that extra club, I'm not leaving it 30 yards short like I would if I, you know, poorly hit the club that, I, you know, I, it, it's just crazy, dude. That, that, that mindset that I go into at Bandon, it really does help me play better golf, which is not the case for a lot of guys that I go with. So that, which leads to my next question: What was the crew like that you went with, and how did they adapt to the golf at Bandon? 
a lot of the crew that I went with have been going for years. I okay. was I was the new invite on the crew. I was the first timer. Most everybody else had been there a bunch of times and had been going since Got it. we okay. had a letter. I think it was their 14th year. So Sick. all of them kind of knew what they were getting into and we're very prepared and we're ready to tease me and they didn't have many opportunities to, which was awesome. <laughs> which was awesome. Which they were so ready. I they were they kept asking me. They're like, "Have you ever played in weather like this?" And I was like, "No, I've never played in weather like this, but I've played in layers because I weigh 110 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> so me playing in San Francisco, I was always cold. So I would throw long johns on and uh, and stuff like that in San Francisco to play golf even. And it's not even that cold there. So the idea of throwing on long johns. Uh, pants and rain pants and then going to play golf and then having you know similar three to four layers on top and playing golf it was, i was i was fine i was like dude i'm ready baby i'm adapted let's go play <laughs> i should have ready to go dude incredible so to tell me uh weather wise so you're there in late january basically the very tail end of january right into like the first day of february um i've only ever been to bannon one time in january every other time i've been has been that weekend that i go in late november slash i think one year when I went with my college buddies, the very first time that we went, we were all just broke as shit, sleeping two guys to a bed. Uh, I think that might have been in December. The weather wasn't so good. The one time I went in January, we played in a hailstorm three out of the four days. And for whatever reason, we've had a lot of luck weather-wise in late November, so it's kind of just prevented me from ever exploring another part of like the off-season calendar there. I'm very curious to hear about the, the weather that you guys experienced up there. It was nice. The forecast was not good, and the, it was harry driving up because driving up there was snow as low as 800 feet in certain places in southern oregon so Uh, we were yeah it was cold man and then all of the mountains which was kind of wild they aren't even really mountains but around band and specifically when you're playing like pack dunes and you're looking to the south there's some kind of mountain range or thing there and i mean that whole thing was covered in snow so it was pretty wild to be like looking at that while you're playing bandon or playing pack pack uh pack dunes like coming up four on pack dunes you know and you're just looking down, and then there's those mountains in the distance. Those all had snow on them, dude. It was insane. That's, so That's surreal, man. And the forecast called for rain every day, uh, at least a 50% chance of rain every day. So it was a, a coin toss. We got there Thursday. Uh, didn't rain at us at all on Thursday. The caddies even came out in the crispy Augusta whites, dude. So that's how you knew it was going to be a good day. You're like, damn, dude, if the locals aren't even wearing the moon suit, we're good to go, dude. We're going to be in the clear. Uh, so that day was great. Friday was cloudy with like threatening rain the whole time, but didn't really do much. Uh, Saturday we got rained on, uh, for probably 10 to 12 holes. And then Sunday we got rained on a little bit at the preserve on our second 18, but our second round. Um, but the first, the first 18 all morning we didn't get rained on. It was weird. It would rain at night a lot. So it was pretty much it was pretty wet the golf course uh not in a bad way there was not a lot of standing water which was really impressive uh but it did rain overnight pretty much every night uh so yeah it was just wet so yeah. but it wasn't we did, we got super lucky we lucked out hard, like very hard and most of the people on the trip i feel like yeah, well, I don't know what it is, but there's something for the people that go on a regular basis. They get a lot of luck by sticking to like one date on the calendar. But the people who bounce around, I feel like then you're like extra uh, risking it. So because the guys that go every year in January, this group that I went with, they were saying that they get great weather a lot of the time, too. They very rarely get rained on. So I was shocked, excited and very relieved. Yeah, that is that is 
real nice. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I only oh, I only wore one glove. I just thought about that. I only wore one. I never had to put on the double rain gloves. That, that I mean that, that honestly between November to like late February. I mean, I feel like that's all you could ask for. I think mean, that that is, that is a great a great sign that you enjoyed some really really good weather. Um, and and so the guys on the trip said like comparatively speaking, this is probably one of the better weather trips they've gotten. Or average, they said this is pretty average. average. Pretty average. They said that's pretty average. They said this is kind of par for the course for coming this time of the year. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be kind of wet. It's gonna be cold for sure. The one of the second day we played, we started our morning round with at trails at eight a.m. and there was frost on the first hole which was kind of crazy and they let us go out with frost and we were kind of asking the starter and the guy in the shop and everybody if it was okay and they we got there was lots of commotion going on on the radios and (laughs) the general consensus was that it was okay so we were first group off on trails at 8 a.m and there was frost in the first fairway interesting like frost frost on the bottom of my shoes you'd get to the green and like the frost would like stick in between turned off very quickly by the third or fourth hole it was gone Nope. Um, Sorry, brother. You still there? You, you, you cut off cold, there for man. a couple was... seconds. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm still here. But yeah, it okay. was just cold. Gotcha. It, was, it was very, very cold. It was uh, it was like 37 or 38 degrees. But same thing happened to us at Bannon this year when we played uh, the OG course. Uh, they started us off on the back nine, and it was like frosty in the point where guys got to the green and they were knocking knocking ice off the bottom of their cleats. It was pretty crazy. Insane, dude. So I guess that is just par for the course for wintertime goings. But it was. 100% worth it, would 100% do it again, would 100% go in January. I thought it was awesome. Oh, man, that's amazing. I, I'm really excited for the day when it comes, you know, whenever that day comes that I get to go to Bannon, not in late November, which uh, actually, you know, breaking news, I know when that's going to be. It's going to be at the end of March 2022 when I have another group schedule because I actually have had so many guys want to go on the trip in November. And Bannon cannot expand our reservation beyond where you know what we've had in the past, so I just booked another you know trip basically for late March. So if you want to keep you know just throwing it out there, if you want to keep enjoying Thanksgiving with your familia, you know maybe maybe a late March date works uh, works for us to rendezvous up on the Orkin Coast uh, starting next year. Just throwing it out there. Oh, a late March date sounds incredible. A late March date sounds really really good. My I scheduled is... I scheduled it with Bannon to be the first weekend after daylight savings to make sure that we get sunlight until at least 7:30 or so which will make that whole 36 hole a day thing far easier than it is when uh, it gets dark at 4:50 when we go in november <laughs> yeah it was getting dark a little bit past five which was nice when we were there dude that sounds sick yeah a march trip sounds incredible that sounds like a that sounds like something you can pencil me in for that one for sure march 2022 okay. also that's 2022 that's so far that's so far away i i will be in i'll put that in the calendar tomorrow i really uh, hope covid is not around by then <laughs> i'm going to be dude i'm going to be vaccinated by then are you kidding me get me uh, get me on the vaccine i where do i sign to get that thing dude i'll say do, I do you have any like do you have any like, with your job or anything like do you have any reason to think no. that you're not going to be dead last on the the list of people getting the vaccine i'm technically tier 3 which is sweet dude i think it's the last tier available but hey man that's my tier i'm like i i'm fine with whatever tier i'm in can i get it on a sign-up sheet to make sure that when the when it gets to my tier that i am on in on on the list that would be great i'm almost confident like i don't think there's anybody anybody in the u.s that should be getting the vaccine after me like as a dude that just works from home you know i'm not you know just i I'm just trying to be patient. My wife is like really hoping that somehow I can get it through because my wife is a, is a nurse. She's already gotten yes. part one of the vaccine. She would have gotten it earlier, but she is. 
uh, as as you are aware, my wife is now very pregnant, and so with they're trying child. to like yeah, yeah. with with a, with a young baby Serlo. So she was uh, but you know she's talking to us. So she got part one of the vaccine. So she'll she'll be vacked up. You know by the time by the time the little uh, little guy or gal rolls around. But uh, yours truly gonna be have to be waiting uh, probably until summertime. Hopefully not. Hopefully sooner. But just tell her to swipe some some vaccine from yeah, the just, you know just some side door vaccine action. <laughs> uh, that man, would yeah, be that's sick. awesome. Good for her. That's really cool that she's getting vaccinated. I'm jealous, and that's awesome. And she should be getting vaccinated because she's doing Lord's work. Out doing there Lord's the work. Dude, exactly yeah, right. Dude, and the, the nurses stuff. But All anyway, right. dude. I, we, we don't need to talk about my wife. We don't like that. But let's get back to business. Ban and Dunes. All right. Before I start, really just bugging the shit out of you with just I want detailed takes on every aspect of all your rounds to take us quickly through kind of like what the setup was for you guys like what what courses did you play in what order and were you playing any like games while you're out there like that were like anything out of the ordinary uh nothing no games out of the ordinary okay uh I had matches going with my buddy pretty much every 18 we played just 18 whole matches uh it's classic NASA right and then we played pa- Pack Dunes, Old Mac, Bandon Trails, Bandon Dunes. Sh- uh, yeah, Sheep Ranch, Bandon Trails again, and then Bandon Dunes, and then the Preserve. So we played six 18 whole rounds plus a plus the trip around the preserve for the oh. little trip in January. That's pretty good. A few of those were not 18s. So most of the afternoon rounds were not. The only 18 afternoon round we played was Old McDonald. And then the Bandon Dunes and Bandon Trails afternoon rounds were both. One of them was 12 holes and the other one was 17 holes or 16 holes. Excuse me. So Still pretty good, though, man. Awesome. It was. I think it was like 132 holes over the course of four days, which was a lot of golf. Do you recall the last time you played that much golf in a four-day stretch? Never, never, ever <laughs> in my life. Never, ever in my life. It was. I. I couldn't get enough of it either. It was like play, get lunch, and then shuttle or walk my ass to the next golf course and be like, let's go. Let's. I'll put it in the ground right now and let's get out of here. Dude, those golf courses uh, are like crack cocaine, man. Like once once you start, you just you can't stop. I like, could I I just would fall into my bed every night kind of drunk and just so happy and just sleep and wake up the next day and do it all over again. It was incredible. I know. Uh this this was a question that was going around with uh with our crew when we were up there. How many days in a row could you do that? And I want like an honest answer. How many 16. days in a row could you just be at Bandon playing golf every day before you felt like you needed to switch it up and leave or just do anything else? Like 2 weeks. I think I could do 2 weeks no problem. That actually is a very honest, honest answer. Like so, some. I think, like, I, I, think I could really do two weeks because then I would just start. I would run and then I would go to the beach. So I would switch it up by doing things on that property. But that property alone is insanity. I think with two weeks, I would treat it like, I would treat it similar to like a backpacking trip. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna spend two weeks and explore this property, whether it means walking and playing golf or whether it means walking down to the beach and watching a sunset. There could be enough variety on that property to entertain you for two weeks if you had nothing else in the world to do. And I don't think your body would break down. I think you could do it so your body would like, cause some people, I like some people say like seven days and I'd golf till I fell over. And I don't think I would do it that way. I think I, I think you could get two weeks and then after two weeks, I think I'd want to be like, okay, let me go see what the real world's doing. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's funny. Cause like if, if it's, if it's an option to like 
not just play golf like maybe like you know play golf in the morning and then go for like hikes in the afternoon or something like that if that's if that's on the table or like you know say in the evening you can like drive into the town abandoned you know and get you know maybe do no, some what, dinner in there or something like that then i think i could be i'd be okay like over a month up there what maybe maybe multiple property, months so you you have to stay on property you well that was it doing what we were doing basically only eating at the resort restaurants playing oh, golf yeah. and drinking alcohol and smoking whatever you know tobacco you know whatever you want to smoke basically just what we were doing there how many days in a row could you just do that i i put myself around like three weeks before i finally probably needed to mix it up a little bit so yeah three weeks is solid i think two weeks i think i would have to do two weeks i think 14 days seems like the perfect number for that i like that question though i love that question (laughs) i mean that's the thing is like because you're there and you're like i can't imagine doing anything else and i for us, the worst part about Bandon is obviously leaving. And like the worst part is like we're so in our own heads. Like me and the other fucking dorks that go on this trip, like we'll be like two days away from going. We'll still have a full day of golf left and then another day of golf before we take off. And we'll be looking at each other and be like, dude, I don't want to leave, man. Like, I can't believe we have to leave in two days. Like, it, 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 it's so real. And then like pulling out of the resort to leave, that, that Bandon depression just fucking washes over your whole body. Like, dude. I can't believe I'm going to have to wait at least a year before I do this again. Like, did you, I, I'm assuming this is your first time. Did, I, I, I don't know if you were so fresh and so new that it didn't happen. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what the emotional spectrum was like for you as you were getting ready to depart from your first trip to Bannon. The drive away sucked because you're just like, man, no, I'm going in the wrong direction. Like, I should be going the <laughs> other way. No, no, no. And, and then and, and you just start, you're gone before you even know it. But Gutted. yes, it's I, I compare it similarly. I don't know if you get this feeling. I compare it, compare it similarly to like the 13th hole when you're playing golf. The 13th hole is such a sad hole because you just get to 13. You're like, dang, dude, it's almost over. Like, you know, my round's almost over. I was, came to play 18. Now it's almost done. So I can totally I was feeling the same way when especially when you start counting rounds. You're like, wow, tomorrow, I guess we're only playing Band and Dunes. And then I guess we're leaving. And you're, it's just so sad. You're just, wait, I don't want to. What what else can I do? Do I have time to do more? Can, I'm sure I can do more. Looking around, there's stuff to do. But, uh, yeah, that was there was definitely like the two days before where you're like, dude, I can't leave. I don't want to leave. The only day that that didn't exist was day one. And then day one and then day two immediately you're like, dude, I can't leave this place. Yeah, exactly. I, th- 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 are we actually supposed to leave? Like that, that, that wasn't part of the contract. Yeah, I didn't sign up for leaving. <laughs> All right. So now, now I want like your – Again, with your fresh eyes, with somebody who's played as much golf as you have in as many places you have and played with people that are as good as some of a lot of your buddies are who have had a lot of experience playing internationally and all over the place, I am very curious to kind of get your your takes on the actual golf courses themselves. Again, from like kind of like the, the mile-up view. So I'm just going to go course by course, and I just want to hear just some of your general observations and thoughts on like each of the courses, if that, uh, if, if that jives with you okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so l- let's just go in order of... Um, uh, the years they were built, right? So let's start with the OG course. So what, what were your, you know, what what are your takeaways from uh, the David McClay kid designed Bandon Dunes? So I'm gonna answer the question. Answer what, it, but also you, like, what, what, well, if I you like, had any preconceived notions, or if you if there's stuff you had thought you're you're expecting beforehand, and how it compared to that, that would be awesome as well. I'm gonna preface this whole conversation about all the golf courses with with I think. Th- Ranking them is impossible. I think they are all number one, and they are all and they all are by far and away. I think the five best golf courses I've ever played. Gavin Newsom should have made you the new senator for California because that is a fantastic answer. 
that's true though. They're my they're literally my favorite. So what I did is I I ranked them, but not so much a ranking. It's more of like a categorization. So we'll start with Bandon Dudes. I call Bandon Dudes the Neo from the Matrix. It's the it's the one. It's it's the everything about it is perfect. It's it's on the prettiest piece of land. It just makes so much sense. You're walking around Bandon Dunes and you're like, duh, this golf course is here. Obviously, <laughs> this golf course is here, dude. Look, this makes so much sense, and it's 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 just I don't want I don't want to use the word perfect because it's that's. And like an unattainable word, but it is, it's, it's the Neo from the matrix. It's the one it's, that is, that is what Bandon is in a nutshell. And it's done so well. It's done perfectly. It's, it's lean. There's no fat on it. It's, it's awesome for everybody. It takes everybody into account. It's so playable top to bottom, whether you're a plus one or a 25 handicap, it, everybody can get enjoyment out of it. And there's intrigue and it's, it's the one, dude. It was I. I honestly loved it. For, I loved it so much, but it's a recurring theme. I loved all of the golf courses. <laughs> what else? The the things that stuck out to me at Bandon uh, Dunes was the back nine was incredible. We played the back nine first, and even just starting with ten and eleven, I was like, this is really cool. I the first hole that I thought that I saw on Bandon Dunes that I was like, whoa, this is this is something really special uh, is fourteen. I thought fourteen was that just short, really... short par four dogleg ride right up against that dune. That that is that's one of the best short short par fours in the whole property. And then the, that one I thought was awesome. And then the other hole, Tim, the guy who caddied for me, asked me this, and he was like, "What was the what was your first like? Oh, you're at Bandon Dunes moment." And I, for me, it was uh, Bandon Dunes, the golf course, not the resort. Uh, was the twelfth hole also? That one wasn't so much. wasn't as wow, I guess, as the fourteenth. But the 12th wall, all of a sudden, you just see the ocean backdrop. You get the little one-pot bunker like kind of in the center, and you're hitting a longish iron into the wind, and you have to flight it. That one really, all of a sudden, I, w- I was like, man, we are. Like, we're golfing, baby. Like, this is this is Bandon. Uh, Unless I'm mistaken, I believe that was the very first hole that they built on that course, which would make it the very first hole they built at the entire resort. Which is funny because that's what Tim, my caddy, told me. He because he asked me, he was like, "When was your?" He because he, the next day he didn't caddy for me at Bandon Dunes. Uh, I carried my own bag because that was an afternoon round the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, he asked me that. He's like, "Well, what was your what was like your come to Jesus moment?" And I said, "Do honestly the twelfth hole?" And then he told me that story, and I thought, "Wow, that's really cool." Then thirteen is cool. Uh, the par five is awesome. I like the big swale. And then 14 was like a, oh, wow, like this is this is special. And I liked the way the green sat. 15 was really cool. Then 16 is just breathtaking. And then 17, I Dude, think, is super underrated. I'll say that I finishing stretch, is... like that, that 16, 17, like that little two-hole combo, like that may be just the brawniest, but like yet just most slick fucking two-hole combo like anywhere, man. It is so good. 17 is slick, dude. I love the first time I saw standing on 17T after coming off 16, just being like, wow, how could it get any better? And then looking at 17, the way it sits in that valley where like the water runoff comes, I was just blown away. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then I was just like, dang, this is crazy. And then we started, so we started to get rained on. This actually, this is a crazy story. So we started to get rained on on 17 and it's me and my buddy, Justin. And we put on our, I have my rain pants on. He has to put his on. I put my rain jacket on. Let's go. Play 17 and 18 kind of in the rain. There's probably an hour and a half of sunlight left. And Justin goes, should we call it? 
because we'd already played our 18 at Bandon Trails that morning. Uh, and I said, no, let's keep playing. And then the starter was hanging out there, and he said, hey, there's a really good thing. You, you can play one, two, three, and then I think And then eight, you can play nine. nine. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. Eight, yeah, because like, like, totally, yeah, like, the third green is right next to the 9T. Exactly. So he's like, you can do that, and that will be a quick loop. And I was like, Justin, let's do that. What, like, come on. And he's like, he wasn't too hip on playing in the rain, I guess. What and are we was, even here for, dude? Exactly. That's what I told him. I was like, we just played the back nine in the rain. That was kind of cool. The sun was setting-ish. Not really, but ish. And uh, and I was like, let's just keep going, dude. Screw it. He's like, okay. We both make ho-hum pars on one. It starts raining a little bit harder on two. He makes it. Hole in one. We go ballistic, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely ballistic and obviously leave immediately. Obviously, we're like, okay, we're not playing anymore. It's raining, guys. We're done. <laughs> Your boy makes his hole in one. You guys walk right off, and you're saying, yeah, you're, the rest of the crew was basically giving him a bunch of shit because it wasn't a like complete 18 hole scorecard, even though like an yes, ace is a fucking ace, right? They were tongue in cheek, but the the jokes were being made, and I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I was. <laughs> So in the opposite camp of let's see you go make a hole in one at number two abandoned right now. I'll give you three hundred golf balls, dude, and laugh when you buy me beer. So here here would be my, my question to you because on our trip last year, in the history of this trip, we had our first ace as well. It was on number one of preserve. Oh, that counts too. Okay. Absolutely that counts. That's what I that's what I would say. It's like one it's a, at preserve, that's a dude, that's a great one too. It's a great one. Yeah, and that's a it's a one on the scorecard. Like what what like what do like, if you go play like a par three course somewhere, you know, where all the holes are, you know, seventy to hundred and twenty yards and everything's flat and somebody makes a one. Do you know what they call that? A one, dude. It's a fucking a ace. One. Exactly. It's an ace. So it's like I I don't know, man. There's just so many goddamn haters out there, Christopher. I just I just don't I'm, get it. A hole in one is a hole in one is a hole in one, dude. I don't I don't discriminate against hole in ones, dude. If you made one, you made one. Is it a go. one on the scorecard? Yes. Okay, good. Let's go. All right. So Let's go. on to the next one, baby. So overall, ace side, you know, Neo Neo treated you very well. Then is what I'm, is basically what I'm understanding. Yes, and then the second time I played Bandon, second time Neo and I met, I ended up just having an awesome front nine. I birdied six. I birdied the signature hole, or not the signature hole, but the the coolest part three there. Honest, nah, maybe not the coolest part three there, but a really cool part three on the property. And actually, so. like a surprisingly tough three too. Like for whatever reason, or a, t- a tough birdie because I, I don't actually see that many twos in that part three, which doesn't really make any sense because it's not. I don't think it's necessarily like way harder than the other part threes out there. But yeah, for, for whatever reason, very exposed to the wind. So if, if it's blowing, exposed. if it's blowing, it could be going to be pretty tough. Um, all right, so next course, Pacific Dunes. Were you were you expecting to like Pacific Dunes the most just because that's kind of the consensus highest rated one there? No, I was not. I did not pay attention to the rankings. I okay. I've looked at the rankings before, but I made a conscious effort. I forgot which course was ranked higher and which one was ranked lower. Yeah. I couldn't tell you where they all sit and I made a really conscious effort to not look at them. And I had no expectations uh on any of them. I was trying to go in with as blank slate and as clear a mind as possible and just just enjoy them for what they were. Mm-hmm. That being said, the group we were playing with had some Pacific Tunes was not their favorite. Let's just put it that way. It's a general consensus. So I was trying to not listen to that and let my own opinions get formed, but also was amongst people who it w- were playing it first to get it out of the way almost, right? Right. Uh, hmm. 
but I called Pacific Tunes the Margot Robbie, baby. She's the stunner, dude. I thought Pacific Tunes was sick. Dude, I thought Pacific Tunes was so sick. I love you so fucking much. It's so, it's so fucking perfect. The Margot Robbie, baby. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Like, you just can't look away, dude. It, she's, oh, I, I loved it. It's, it's bold and fucking bad. Wolf of Wall Street Margot Robbie is, is yeah, more well, like exactly. what I'm hearing. Wolf of Wall Whoa. Street Margot Robbie, dude, where she's just like, she kind of teases you and everything, and you're just like, you're just Leo biting your hands, dude. You just can't, <laughs> it's just, oh, oh, man. It was awesome. I oh. loved Hectic. I thought Hectic was incredible. That, that, pinch me moment when you tee off on four when you walk to the fourth tee is just whoa 10 and 11 is sick i eagled 12 so i automatically love that hole forever yes <laughs> i like I, I just thought it was i dude pacific dunes was sweet that bunker on six the the second to drivable par four that bunker on the left is wild i think that's the best short par four at the resort like i i i've, I've really tried to like narrow them down and i've almost tried to like make it into like a personal study of mine because there's so many great short par fours there for me i think that is my absolute favorite that i mean that might be one of like the 10 best golf holes i've ever played it's so sick Uh, i thought that hole was cool and then two is kind of a short par four too but and i packed has three really cool short par fours it's got two uh she's six and then 16 on the back nine is you're forget you're forgetting you're forgetting another one Oh, hold on. Give me a second. I've only played it once. Uh, and it's the one actually I was it, it's it's the hole I was going to ask you about anyway, because this is this has been a great uh, source of controversy between me and my boys. So hold on. Short par fours. And I'm, I'm just trying to remember the whole. It must be the other one on the back nine because it's not 16. So it must be whatever. 14. Uh, no, 14 is a par three. No. One. Numero uno, my dude. Oh my God! I guess number one. I dude is number one a short par four? Yeah, I guess so. Three hundred thirty yards, three hundred twenty yards. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Long. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess it depends. Were, were you playing tips the whole time you were there? Yeah. Okay. So from the from the tippy tips, I guess it's like three fifty, right? You know, it, it's not. Yeah, it didn't feel very short. I hit two irons, so I didn't. I feel like a short par four. Every short par four that I felt like I had a chance at going for, I just hit driver while I was there. I was like, dude, first time here. Like we're going for every single one, and then <laughs> one I couldn't get there, so I hit two irons. So it didn't feel like a shorty to me. But that course, that whole one is cool too. I I hit two iron off the tee on one, and it rolled into a divot. And my caddy was told me to move it. He's like, "Move it! It's resort golf." And I was like, "Dude, I cannot move Wait, it out of a divot I'm on sorry, the dude, first like... hole at Bandon that I've ever played. Like, I have to play Wait, it." So he's like, "Yeah." Pacific was your the very first course that you played on the trip. Okay. First hole, first, dude. How about this? So first. It's a 350-yard hole. First swing at Pack Dunes. It's kind of lightly raining, like 8.40 a.m. I'm so nervous. Like, as nervous as I've ever been to tee off in any <laughs> golf tournament, and in, in any U.S. Open local qualifier, in any amateur <laughs> event, I, equally as I'm so nervous. I'm like, oh, my God. I want to hit driver so bad. And he's like, no, no, no. Hit, hit two iron. I roast this two iron. I have 72 yards in. I murdered a two iron. Dude, I had never hit anything so hard in my life. And it rolls into a divot. And he's like, you can move it. Resort golf. And I was like, dude, I cannot. So I have six. We don't play those fucking games out here, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I just can't. I can't in good conscience. That sets the tone for the whole trip. And I want this. I want this place is giving me a ball in the the divot. So I'm playing a ball in the divot. And and made par and was super stoked. Hit the green and everything was cool. But that was like that kind of set the tone for the trip. And 
I liked Pack Dunes, and I like Hole 1 as a short par 4, but I think of, of the short par 4s there, I think 6 is the best, although I did really enjoy 16. Yeah, 16 really good as well. I The controversy I was talking about is I, I'm adamant, like I think of all the openers out there that I like one of Pacific Dunes the most just because it's the craziest one. It's just so unique and unlike anything else, and just that vibe you get on the tee with that blown-out dune to the right side, and then you just have fucking 18 like how beautiful does the 18th hole look from the first tee where just you're taking everything in and it's just it's almost the most surreal place on property teeing off on one so that that's a big reason why i love it so much but almost every single guy in my crew tells me i'm an idiot and says that it's the worst opening hole at the resort and i just i I can't get on board i absolutely love the opener out there i you just said that, and I love the opener there too. One at one at Bandon is cool. One at Bandon Trails is cool, but the Pack Dunes one, I I so I had all those same feelings where I just could not. I was just on sensory overload standing totally. on the first tee, right? Because it was my first time. So and the first hole I was gonna play at Bandon, I couldn't stand still. I thought the 18th hole looked like the coolest green I'd ever seen in my entire life. I couldn't stop staring at the dune. I would like the starter was talking and I just didn't even know what was, was going on. Dude, I couldn't feel my hands. It was cold. It was such a surreal experience. Uh, so yeah, I think it is the best opener on, on property too. Now thinking about it. Um, but I had a very similar ex- surreal experience. So it's cool to hear that you have that as well as someone who's gone a bunch of times. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great, man. So obviously you know, Margo, you know, did, did very, very well. Let's, let, let's jump to uh, what, you know, I, I have to admit, is probably the majority of the guys that I talk to's favorite golf course on property, uh, Bannon Trails. Um, and, and, and did you did you know anything about Trails before you went out and played? I knew it was Core Crenshaw, and I've only played one Core Crenshaw course, so I was very excited to see it. It is the standing favorite of the group that I played with as well. They okay. all really enjoyed it. They were all hyping it up. They all told me, wait till you see Trails. Uh, so I was very excited to see a Core Crenshaw course, very excited to see Trails. I called it the Denison, dude. <laughs> just the local dude it's the lo- it's the local you know just you know how sometimes you know, every city's got locals and when you meet a local you just it, there's something about them you know they're just the local you're like duh he's the local like yeah of course he's the sf local or the whatever city you're in local he's the denison dude oh that's I absolutely what i got love it. from fucking abandoned trails man because it just everyone's like oh it's the most uh emblematic or symbolic of uh, Oregon golf, so it's what Oregon golf is. It's Bandon's take on Oregon golf. Hey, the rest of the rest of Oregon wishes that was a, the perfect representation of Oregon golf. Because I got to as much as it feels the most like Oregon, uh, Bandon Trails is very much a one of one. Yeah, it is a one of one for sure. But it, okay, so how about this? I, I guess I have a slightly different take. It's one of one for being Bandon Trails, I guess. But I had a feeling like I felt like I'd been there before. We're like pack dunes and abandoned dunes, uh, and cheap ranch and old McDonald for, for the sake of discussion. Like honestly, truly, all four of those golf courses feel felt like and unlike anything I'd ever seen. It was a whole. All of them were new, eye opening, jaw dropping, crazy. Like what is this? I've never seen anything like this. Experiences. And by the time I was on the third hole at Trails, I was like, oh, I know this golf course. Not like that, but the feeling that it invoked in right. me. That, was that like, kind oh, of for, that, you know, beautiful kind of forested golf. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I hear what you're the, saying. The, even, and then even the style of golf course. It felt like a golf course that you play in, in nice like nice tournaments. You know, like when you play big, like nice amateur events, they, they play courses like Trails, right? Like that's yeah. the, they, And they set them up like Trails. And it, it's, it feels like Trails when you play like 
Poppy Hills for like the high school state amateur championship. You know, like it feels like that. Like, that's a, that's actually a really great call. I I, I yeah. never I never thought about Poppy Hills or Spy, but yeah, it actually does have some very similar feel. Like, yeah, great great call. It feels like that or Cal Club. It feels like that. And when you play Cal Club for the first time, you're nervous because you're excited because it's you know a new experience. You're a guest that comes with all of those feelings, and then you kind of settle into the round, and then you start playing golf, and then just the feel of the round and the way the round flows and the way you attack the golf course and the way you play it, it felt very much like a lot of other things where I was hitting, you know, you don't have to hit as many knockdown shots. You don't, you can kind of let the big dog eat. You kind of play, I don't know. It just felt, it felt more, I guess like more like parkland golf, I guess, Mm -hmm. which is cool. That's not a bad thing at all, you know, but it just felt that's, so I called it the local dude. It's not a bad thing, but it's its own, it's its own thing. For sure. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great call. Um, let's see I here. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think that that stretch on the back nine, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15, the way that green sits in that little dunescape is out of this world. Cool. 14 is awesome on the tabletop green. I love 13. 11 is one of the prettiest holes I've ever seen in my whole entire being, dude. Like that hole is gorgeous yeah I, we always consider like 11 12 13 kind of like uh the the band and amen corner you know all the way back yeah. there in the forest and everything it's pretty especially with the water on the right side of 11 it's just it's just so awesome uh my boy my, five my long, is cool par three my long time really caddy cool uh seven. my long time caddy tommy shout out tommy fuina he thinks that 15 at trails is the single best golf hole on the entire property it's so good <laughs> dude it's so 15 at trails uh really was like the cherry on top of that round when we were walking around trails and I had a lot of hype for 14 and then coming around on 15, I was just like similar to 16 and 17, right at Bandon dunes where it's like 16 is great. And then 17 is just a draw dropper. I felt very similar to like 14 and 15 at trails where 14 was so good. And I was like coming off like such a high of playing 14 for the first time. And then you come around and see 15. You're just like, Oh my God, this all is sick as fuck too. Another stutter. Yeah, exactly. Another stutter. Well, I was uh, gonna say because fourteen that that fourteen abandoned trails is probably the single most divisive golf hole for sure on that property, and some would argue like maybe one of the most divisive golf holes in terms of opinion. Maybe on like the West Coast, it sounds to me like you came down the side of that hole's dope. That hole's dope, dude. Are you kidding me? That hole's so it's hard as shit. Like that's not. It, I think I bogeyed it the first time I played it and parred it the second time. Did I took it in nine? Didn't play it great. <laughs> I hit driver both times because duh. Like yeah, what? What else are we gonna do? Because because fucking yeah, we're ripping it. Uh, but dude, that hole was a monster, man. That hole's a monster, and it's so cool, and it's really like it's not that reachable, but it really makes you think it. You is. make it you think know? it is. like it really. It really makes you think it is. Yeah, I, I honestly, man, like, I'm all for unique golf. Like, I just love being able to like hit shots that you just don't get a chance to hit anywhere. If if, if a golf course and a specific golf hole allows me just to do something that I don't normally get to do, whether it's hard or not, like, I love it. I just love just having the opportunity to hit different golf shots. And like, where else are you going to play something like 14? Like, I mean, it's exactly. the the adventurers like ourselves, you know, are are fans of 14 at Bandon Trails. Guys that just don't like hard and difficult things, like my boy Andy Furtig, whose least favorite golf hole on each course is the number one handicap. Oh, God. <laughs> that Those are the people that may may not love 14 abandoned trails. God, number five at Bandon Dunes is one of my favorite holes, too, and that's the number one handicap. God, so little, good. Just, that hole looks so cool. I know, it's so good. Hole, uh, that's funny that he hates the number one handicaps, because I thought 14, yeah, 
14, what I really like about 14 is that that whole property has a slew of really good short par fours, and a lot of them have really easy second shots if if you do the right thing. If you, if you right? make the smart if, play off the tee, then for sure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Brandon Trails is just a hard wedge shot no matter where you hit it. Yeah. That's, great. So that's a good call. That's So I can see why people don't like it in the sense that it doesn't have the you, bailout option like some of the other ones do. There's there is no option, right? Like the option is get the ball in play off the tee and then hit a really good wedge shot. So do I t- traditionally like holes that are set up like that? No. Did I like 14 at Bandon Trails? Yes, because of where it was and how it fits into the whole property. Would I like 14 at Bandon Trails as much if it was in Arizona? I don't know. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would. But for the way it fits in that property, I think it's perfect. It's just like, hey, this is the one time we're asking you to execute on a really hard wedge shot. Fair enough. A- any thoughts on the crazy uphill par 5 16th? I got home in two both days, baby. That whole sick. Nice, I like that. That whole sick. I like that whole dude. That whole super <laughs> rad. I like the. I like the feeling of just hitting two shots super hard and then knowing that you can't go over. It's uh, so nice. It's like, oh, let's just rip dog and then just rip three wood up there and it'll be fine. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, let's go to number uh, course number four, Old McDonald. Um, again, not not so much like 14 at Bandit Trails, but uh, maybe like the most divisive course because it seems like a lot of people that I talk to just don't get it or just don't really like it. I, I think it's super common for a lot of people to not really be feeling Old Mac in ter- like on the same level as the other courses the first one or two times they play it. That that certainly happened to me. Like it was my least favorite of the ones that were available when it was just four, and then the third time that I played it, something like clicked, and I was just like, "Oh, this place is fucking rad." And I I don't know. So, I'm, you get to, you said you got to play it twice while you're there, right? One time, I only played it one, one time. single time. So one, I'm and I, so time. I'm very curious to hear of somebody who's only got one round under his belt. Give me all your ba- old Mac thoughts. Old Mac is my mistress. She's the mistress, <laughs> dude, for sure. I can't stop thinking about her. I only got her one time. Like an expensive Vegas call girl or like a, like an Ashley Madison, like, yo, we meet down at like the, the watering I, hole? I guess mistress is not the right term. It's more like she's the one that got away, dude. Ooh. She's the one that got away. Because I only played her. I only played Old Mac one time, and I absolutely loved it. I loved it in the moment. I really was excited to play it. I thought it was really cool. We caught it on a gorgeous day. It uh, it is bland on scenery, but exciting in the golf. Like the golf was the most fun. I thought the golf was by far and away the most fun. It gave me really heavy rustic canyon vibes. Fun fact for anybody: very heavy okay. rustic canyon vibes. And I I loved it. She's the one that like I can't stop thinking about Old Mac. I keep I keep going back. I since I've been home, that's the one I'm reading the most about. That's the one I'm the most curious about. For some reason, Old Mac just really resonated with me. So I really, really liked it. This is the one that got away. Yeah. Because I, I only got to play her one time. Honestly, man, like, I, again, my, my quote-unquote, like, ranking or the, my order of favorite ones kind of changes every year. I'm After this last trip, I'm a lot more in your boat where I think it's like I have, like, a favorite and then, like, a three-way tie for, like, second and then, like, one that I think is just not quite as good as the other ones. Well, you know, yes. I'll, I'll let you figure that out uh, when, when we get to that point. But. I mean, yeah. for the last couple of years, like if, if someone had asked me, you know, to rank them, I would have had Old Mac as like a close number two right behind Pacific Dude. Like it's just in a resort that is filled with golf that is unlike anything else that we get to play here in America. Old Mac even stands out among those spectacular courses of abandoned for just being so unique and fun and 
big and massive and ju- it's just it's a wildly good time. It's a wildly good time, and I like the it's it's our West Coast version of the template holes, right? Like the East Coast gets those all over the place. The West Coast doesn't. So for me, it was really cool to play those. Like I'd never played them. I never, I never had really played them, and to have them all in one place was really cool, especially for an architecture nerd like me. I was trying really hard not to pay attention to it in the moment and just play the holes as they were, and I had a blast and ended up birding a bunch of the really sick holes at a at Old Mac too. I birdied eleven the the road hole template, dude. which was sweet, dude. That was one of the that is I probably... such a fucking good three, dude. Like that is absolutely stones. I hit a hammer cut into the right side of the fairway, and then I had a five iron in, and I hit this like the shot of the week. I hit this like high cut five iron that landed just over the bunker and like checked and stopped literally like seven feet away. I was like, "What?" And then that was actually a really fun round because my caddy Tim, who's the man, played with us that round. It was our afternoon round, and he oh, we were yeah. like, "What are you doing this afternoon?" He's like, "Nothing." I was like, "You want to come play golf?" He's like, "Absolutely." So he played old Mac with us, Rad. and when we walked off the green, he was like, "That is." the sickest three ever dude like you don't understand how good i don't think i've is. ever seen somebody make three there before like i mean i'm dude. i'm probably what well, i think i've got 12 to 15 rounds log now at old mac i've never seen a three there ever not even from the green tees dude it was it was so sick dude it was such a highlight of the trip like i still dream about that five iron dude because it was so it was so good and i didn't even know it was the road hole template we walked off the green and tim's like dude you just birdied the road hole i was like what He's like, dude, this is the road oh, hole template. Oh, is that good? Yeah, exactly. I felt like that. I felt like one of those moments. New high score. What does that mean? Did I break it? Uh, but we're like standing on the back of the green, and Tim's like fist bumping me. He's like, dude, that's such a good three. Like, look back at it. Like, uh, like. And I was like, I, I, and I was just looking at it, and I was like, that was the coolest thing. Ah, dude, it was the. It was My like hope is that you looked him. Of the trip. You looked him right in the eye, and you're like, damn, I am nice, huh? Dude, he's nice too. He he he. I think he beat me that day. He's like a plus three. He's really nice. So that is he nice. was good at golf. So he, but he would, so like, it was nice. He appreciated it. And it was awesome, dude. It was old Mac is the coolest. It's the one that I'm dying to get back to. Good. I don't wait to get back to. Old so Mac. given the fact that you are a big golf architecture fan like myself, uh, and this is the first, you know, your first opportunity to play some of these, you know, storied, uh, like kind of template holes. I am a little curious about one or two. And just of, you, you mentioned you were trying not to really think about those in the moment, but for example, on something like number eight, the beer Ritz, um, you know, I think when Charles Blair McDonald, you know, brought that one over to the States at National Golf and something like that, the whole idea was to, you know, be landing it on the front portion of the green, right? And letting it like basically release through like the little, uh, the dip and then, and then basically rolling it to the back. When we're actually playing it, I don't actually see that many guys hitting like a low knockdown. A lot of guys went in trips that I've gone, at least for that eighth hole are basically just taking the clubs out and just trying to fly it at the hole. And I was curious if you if that's kind of what you were doing or if you noticed anybody in your group trying to play it sort of in that kind of keep it low and run it the length of the green as opposed to like flying it to that back half. We all we all ran it. I mean it was the nice. beer it. So I got there okay. we're like you okay, got to run it baby. Like you got to run it through the beer it. Good, good. Now it has to be ran. I feel like you can't hold it if you fly it there. I'm sure you can maybe with like modern grooves or whatever i'm curious i'm gonna pull out the score i want to know what i made on that hole well, i don't could, even remember what i made the, like this year the couple times that i played old mac i was always running it but the only time i've ever birdied number eight at old mac par- was let's go yeah the only time i've ever birdied eight at old mac was my all-time low score like the, the best round of my life like is actually still at old mac I'll, granted i'm also a putz who's never shot an even par or under par in my life uh, okay i'm a very very icarito-esque in, in that regard 
Uh, your Icarito just did it, so now you have to do it. I know. Like, so I, I've shot in one over a couple times, and my one over 72 at Old Mac is still the best round of golf I've ever had. But that included four birdies on the front nine, which included me flying and sticking my tee shot on eight to about six inches, like landing six inches from the cup and just stopping and like tapping in for birdie. So there's part of me that's like, I want to play it the way it's supposed to be played, which I did this year. But the only time I've ever actually had a great deal of success is when I just played it like a fucking asshole and just tried to fly it all the way there. Yeah, I guess maybe that's some, there's something to be said for that. I guess if you're trying to score, you got to do it. But I, I, we were and we now that I'm thinking about it, we ended up playing all the shots. Like I, I hit a low draw into the Redan too. I was like, let's try to flight something in there. I tried to hit it. And that's a, uh, and By the way, man, that is a tough, especially at the time of year when we go, because I, I don't know how much Tim was kind of filling you in, but obviously wintertime, the wind, wind. Yeah, the winds are opposite of what they are. So when people are playing their summer, 12 downwind actually seems like quasi-reasonable, but when you play it straight into the wind like we're usually doing, that be- all of a sudden becomes one of the hardest golf holes in that entire resort. I agree. It became really hard. It becomes easier to stop. So that one, I feel like I didn't get the full experience because the like the beer Ritz we were talking about, we tried to run it through, but the Redan, my I didn't. My ball just kind of flew and stopped. I hit like a good low draw, and it just kind of held up there. Um, but that hole was cool. But yeah, definitely not. I didn't get the full experience of the Redan like I did the beer Ritz for sure. It's just so goddamn good. I thought Old Mac was sweet, dude. I really liked Old Mac. I can't wait to get back to Old Mac. I didn't buy any swag from Old Mac either, which I feel like was a mistake, dude. So I, I Old Mac, I feel like, oh, not, and it owes me nothing. I played so good. I made five birdies out there. Like, it plays as rad. <laughs> Sick. But, uh, that, like, the, I, I just feel like I need to get back there and, and remember it and know it better. Because, man, I just, I even, like, don't remember all the holes perfectly. It was, like, in the afternoon. And we were drinking, so there's certain holes that I don't remember super well. Like I don't remember Westward Ho, the long par five or whatever on the back nine, fifteen. I don't yeah, remember straight, that one. That straight well. out to the ocean, right? So you finish. Yes. So you have that like basically that kind of like shorter par four that's like straight up the hill with a huge bunker that's like left of the fairway, and then you get to that dune, and then you just have par five straight out to the ocean, even though you can't really yeah. see the ocean because of the dune. So but it, yeah, it, it's the only par five on the back nine. You just hitting. Oh no, I'm sorry. Seventeen's uh, a par five as well. But yeah, straight out to the ocean, big, wide open, a little bit elevated green. It's uh, like uh, most of the other holes out there. It's very good golf hole. I dude, I, I birdied it, and I don't remember it. Like I don't remember how I birdied it or what I hit. You must have been which on is one. crazy because yeah, I'm mean, yeah for sure. We were <laughs> we were yeah we were on one. It was day one too, so it was getting sent. Oh, very exciting. Uh, but I made four, and I I don't. I'm normally pretty good at remembering what my golf hole, what I do and recalling them. And I don't remember that one. And it bumps me out. <laughs> Thoughts on the following hole. Cause that's another one that, uh, is a little divisive. Yeah. I liked the Alps. I thought the Alps was sick. I love, I, the like, Al- I love that. I Alps love, hole. That blind hole is so rad. And then the cool thing about the Alps is you can see it from seven green. So I remember Tim, the caddy was like, Check it out, dude. If you look that way, that's our Alps. And I was like, D- I can't wait to hit it over that thing, dude. I was like, I get me wait. over there. I was like, are you kidding me? That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh... And then, like, if the camber is so gnarly. From the seventh green, you look across that hill, and that hill looks so steep. That sand dune looks so steep. And you're just like, man, that fairway is so sloped. That's crazy. I couldn't – I was I was like, what hole is that? And he's like, 16. I was like, ah. It's like two hours away, dude. Like, I was like, <laughs> we'll get there soon enough. Don't you worry. Right. Exactly. And then by the time you get there, you're like, let's go back to seven. You're like, how come I only have two holes up? This is bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. The Alps was sweet, man. That hole was really cool. 
Amazing. Well, that leaves only the most talked about golf course of 2020 left. Uh, what'd you think of sheep, man? This, 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 me and the guys talked a lot about sheep because all of us, just like you, only got to play it for the very first time recently. So really, at Sheep Ranch, I played it twice. Um, but I mean, basically, you, you've played it as many times as we have now. So you, you've got just as much experience out there as we do. What, what were your thoughts on the new golf course? I called the Sheep Ranch the baby. Mm. It's just the baby. You can't yeah. make an opinion on the baby. It's too. It's too new. It she's felt, she's still very raw. Yeah, dude. She it it's so new. It really is. And I played it in no exaggeration. Forty mile an hour winds. Like you couldn't talk to the people you were playing with. Sick. Because it was just blow, so blowy, which was sweet. <laughs> a hole two is a like a three hundred and eleven yard par four, and I hit driver five iron, and I was like, <laughs> this is sick. Well, I was d- like, if that's the case, then what was number four like? Uh, four was the other end of the wind par four. Yeah, the dog leg, right? I hit driver two iron. It was sick. Dude, it's like our, uh, uh, my buddy Jess, who who does a podcast with me a lot, he thought he skid, he hit cracked driver, like in a good sense, and then absolutely blistered a three wood to four feet. No because, way. Yeah, because like it, they, they were into the. I don't know if they were in forty mile an hour winds, but they were definitely in like a multi club wind. And he doesn't hit the ball super far, but like, yeah, driver absolutely nutter buttered three wood to like four feet and tapped in. And of course, some eighteen handicap made a four and basically like wiped out his skin. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> so, so from that point on, we're not playing uh, half dot uh, half dot skins from now on. I I like that. That hole was hard. I hit dude. I hit driver and flared it so far right, then hit two iron short right, and then got up and down. Which was a, it was actually a really good up and down. It's a down. great it up, was, yeah. That's that's a tough was, green. I hit it, yeah. I hit it short right, and the pin was back right, so I actually had some room to work with. And I just remember I just bumped like a fifty-two. I just hit like a low fifty-two hard, and it just kind of climbed in the wind, and was rolled like four feet past the hole, and then I made the putt, which was sick. Damn. But th- I, that hole played so long. Well, I think I had two fifty-seven or something in, and or no, it was less. It was probably like well, two. Ma- ma- you might you might be thinking of sixes now because right as you're saying that, I'm thinking if the wind's blowing north, like. What about number six, like the super photogenic hole where you're hitting over the ocean, right? But you're still going. Yes. Like, I, I, if I have to guess, assuming that you got to the green in two shots, I mean, is that is that driver five wood? It was driver six iron. It wasn't oh. that bad. Oh. Yeah, and I kind of I kind of nuked a driver. The dog is working well right now. She is barking. Yeah, she's barking, dude. I kind of roasted like a like a hard low cut that just ran forever, and then. Uh, that's the move. I was feeling I was feeling frisky because I just I'd just hit on five. I hit a seven iron also, uh, and I but I hit like a high cut seven iron. Like I well not high, but like I tried to like punch one, and I let it cut, and the wind really knocked it down, and then the wind was kind of in and blowing off the ocean. And I told Tim I was like, dude, Tim, I'm just gonna like roast a low seven iron and just dry and hook it back in there and just work it away from the ocean. And he's like, dude, I love that. And it and it was just off the green but it got there anytime the tim is is okay with a golf shot i'm just gonna go ahead and say it's plus three approved yeah exactly it's plus three approved dude tim was the man we i i had so much fun talking with him and just working through shots we were we were we were grooving by the end and we played like i said our last round was band of dunes and we played great so like we were we were grooving by the end of the week it was sweet good good yeah i was gonna say like was that um had you had a lot of experience like having your own caddy before this trip no, dude. I've had buddies carry my bag for qualifiers. This was my first real caddy experience, and it was the sickest experience of my life, dude. Like he's so good, and he was 
dialed, dude. He, we had my numbers dialed. I was hitting it pin high all week, dude. I was hitting it. I was doing exactly what he was telling me to do, uh, except for at the sheep ranch. At the sheep ranch, we just kind of <laughs> we were kind of just like fuck it, dude, because it was so. Forty mile hour winds. What about supposed yeah, to fucking do? Exactly. Right? We were just like, we were like, fuck it. Like so, it, uh, I didn't. I shot my worst score at the sheep ranch too, but it's it it was. It was cool. I liked it a lot. It was so windy. It was so. It was insanely windy. Well, I know you said you don't really want to talk about it, so I'm not going to force you to go round by round. But at least, you know, I know if I want to hear it, I know the people want to hear it as well. Where did you go low? And what was and what you said? Sheep Ranch was your high score. I mean, high score, like high low for the trip. I'll just run through them, all of them. So I shot 71 at Pack Dunes. Oh, juicy! On the first trip of the first trip of the first <laughs> so round juicy. of the trip. I shot, so we played Pack Dunes first, then we played, what did we play the second day? Hold on, why can't I remember? We played Bandon Trails. I shot 80 at Bandon Trails. Okay. I struggled, I struggled out there. Uh, I hit it in all the wrong spots. I had a bunch of three putts, too. So I didn't do anything great. shot 80 at Bandon Trails. I shot uh, 74 at Old Mac, which was sick. Pretty good. I, I, shot, I, will, I, I do have to ask now, if you shot 74 at Old Mac with five birdies, where where did it go wrong? Did you just make a lot of bogeys? Did you have like one or two big numbers? Yeah, I bogeyed. I just was I was just making birdies and bogeys. I didn't make a lot of pars. Okay. I like bogeyed two. I bogeyed three. Uh, bogeyed 18. Yeah, I, just, I was just kind of leaking bogeys out there. Yep. Uh, so 74. Seven, yeah. <laughs> 71 at Pack Dunes, 74 at Old Mac, 80 at Bandon Trails, 81 at Sheep Ranch, 74 at Bandon Dunes. For a first time up there, man, that is really good because I think a lot, and I would say the overwhelming majority of guys that I go with uh, find the courses abandoned to be far more challenging than the courses they play back at home. Um, it, yeah, I, those are really fucking good golf scores, man. I'm Dude, talking, it, that I, 71 yeah, to Pacific honestly, is nice. Dude, a first round out too. 71 to Pacific first round out, like yeet on these fools. Like didn't lose a go- didn't lose a golf ball. Was like didn't make didn't three putt. Was just hitting my numbers. Birdied some of the sickest holes. Birdied 16, which was sweet. Uh, birdied uh, eagle 12, which was sweet. I mean, then I had a bunch of cool birdies at Old Mac. Like birdied, like I said, birdied the road hole at Old Mac. Birdied Westward Ho at Old Mac. Birdied one at Old Mac. Uh, birdied 17 at Bandon Dunes which was sweet like I don't know dude it was like it was just awesome and I played I, I just played really good golf man. I, I, really I good think golf. you glanced over that birdie on 17 on Bandon Dunes that's another really good birdie maybe maybe not quite on the same level as the road hole because I think that might be the single most difficult you know bird to get out on the whole resort but uh, 17 is also a really as awesome as it is it's a super challenging golf hole like 17 really at Bandon is no fucking joke man dude I got I Again, spit roasted a drive, like <laughs> literally a yard short of the pot bunker in the middle of the fairway. Uh-huh. You know, the one pot oh, bunker yeah. right. In the, I hit like a hammer cut right at it, went dead straight, stopped like a yard short, had like 137 into the wind, and I just hit this like trap draw low nine iron that started like 10 feet right, landed like just past, and then used the ridge and came back to like an inch. And I was like, okay. Easiest birdie you'll ever see on this hole, guys. It was sick. It was so oh, that sick. is so absolutely delightful. Oh man, I'm so stoked for you, brother. I mean, Tim whew. was the man, dude. Tim helped me so much with numbers. Tim was so good. I, I was on the first tee at Pack Dunes. He walks up to me and he goes, "What's up, Chris? Like, I'm Tim. I'm going to be your caddy." I was like, "What's up, dude? Pleasure to meet you." And he's like, "What's your handicap?" And I go, "Plus one." And he goes, "Okay." And he goes, "Don't lie to me." And I go, "What's up?" He goes, 
how far do you hit your eight iron truly? And I was like, truly? I'd say if I just, I was like, are you talking like smooth 80% good contact? He's like, exactly. Like smooth 80% good contact. Like you're just going to, I need you to hit it and hit it good. And I go 155. He goes, ooh, we're going to have some fun. And then <laughs> literally, and I was like, I was like, I was like, Timmy, dude, I love that energy. Let's go. And he's like, we're hitting less than driver here. We're hitting two iron. And I was like, no, I really don't want to. I want to hit driver. He's like, no, we're hitting two iron. And then just roasted the two iron. And I gave it back to him. And he's like, let's fucking go Chris and then he proceeded to just waltz me around all those golf courses and literally put me in perfect spots all day and then luckily I was hitting it literally exactly where he was telling me to hit it all I felt like Tiger and Stevie at like the 10th hole at St. Andrews where he's like is that the tower we're talking about I was just doing that to Stevie all day he's like do you see that tall tree in the distance I'm like yeah he's like can you cut it onto that I was like dude watch this like filleting cuts like into the target it was so sick dude it was so sick to me just and then i honestly dude i putted awful i don't think i literally probably had at least one or two three putts every round like i i put it i didn't make anything uh but i now that I just, is, that sounds super familiar yeah exactly i made nothing out there but i was just dude timmy like i said timmy was the fucking man i was hitting i put the ball in the fairway all week and hit so many greens all week. Just hit really good iron shots, like really crisp iron shots. It was awesome. It was awesome. And then the only time the driver wasn't working was the front nine at Bandon Trails, the first time I played it. And uh, I shot 80 that day. And I think I eased, I think I shot 43 on the front nine at Trails the first time. Just oh. like missing, just like missing fairways, hitting it in the shit. Like it was bad. It was not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's about it. It's like if you know, as wide as the golf courses are out there. You know, if you are getting in trouble off the tee, like they make you pay, man. Like it, it, yeah. it is, it is tough to put up like you know pars and even like bogeys from like hairy spots, you know, out there. Like they, they, they do make you pay for bad shots. Yeah, trails was tough, dude. I thought trails was very tough. It was very fun, very tough. But yeah, I was hitting the driver bad, and Tim was so bummed. I remember too, because uh, he played the first day was Pack Dunes and Old Mac, and he played both those rounds with me, and I shot seventy one, seventy four. And then come out there to Bandon Trails the next day and lay like a 43 on the front nine. And I could just see how bummed he was. Like he felt like it was his fault and like he was just bummed. And I was like, Tim, there's no way I'm going to be here all week and not have a bad nine. Like we just got the bad nine out of the way. Like now let's go get the back. And he was like, oh. he's like, dude, this is this is going to be sick. And then we lit the back up and then lit the rest of the week up too. And it, dude, it was just so fun. Dude, it was just so fun. And what I love about this too is like I love hearing stories about guys that have really, really good caddies. Because uh, for the most part, I mean, I, I've definitely had buddies who didn't, like, love their caddy abandon, but those are pretty few and far between. And so this is, like, a great little PSA for any of any of the listeners that are, like, pretty good sticks uh, that want, like, a good caddy. You know, maybe Tim. Tim's a guy. If, you, if you're calling the caddy office for a request, it sounds like uh, Tim would be the guy. The only thing would I can't be— remember, I can't remember his last name. I can't remember if it was Palmer or Parker. I'm really sorry, Tim. He gave me his card, and I threw it away, and then I put him in. <laughs> I put his phone number in my phone as just Tim. And so normally I'm a first and last name guy, so I'm very, I can't remember if it's Palmer or Parker. It's, uh, so I have to I have to get that piece of information. But yeah, if you're a stick dude, Timmy is your guy. Well, He's I was gonna so say, good. What, what do you think? How do you think Tim would be feeling if all of a sudden he met his player on the first team? He was like, "What's your handicap?" They're like, "I'm a 23." I was trying to get that information out of him. I was like, "Tim, <laughs> do you hate caddying for shitty golfers?" And he's like, no, man, it's fun for everybody. I was like, Tim, don't fucking lie to me, dude. <laughs> How bad does it suck to caddy for someone who shoots 140? And he, he's a perfect caddy. He didn't tell me. So he, he just, he just told that's, me it was awesome. That's so he just great. told me it was awesome the whole time. But, dude, he was great. He, like, 
I mean, he brought joints to the golf course for us to smoke, which was sweet. Like he was just, dude, he was the man. Oh, yeah, he was the for man. sure. No, no, dr- drinking and smoking with your caddy is uh, is something I've gotten very, very used to out there. And the, and the thing is, for the most part, the guys out there are so mellow. They got so many great stories to tell about, like the resort. You know, just it's just having a caddy out there really does add to the experience. I mean, if it's uh, if it's something that is feasible, you know, monetarily for people when they go to Bannon or a place like that. I mean, I always just tell people just go for it, man. Like they, it just adds so much to the experience. It made everything better, dude. We he pointed out all the cool stuff. We went to the point at Bandon Trails. He pointed out that twelve was the first hole at Bandon Dunes. Pointed out all, you know, how you can see the graveyard of trees on the sheep ranch from all over the property. Like just all kinds of fun facts that you never would think about seeing. He was good for all of those things. And then I love the banter in between caddies. One of our other guys had a caddy named Jason Little who was just in Timmy's ear. Everything that seemed not like, obviously, if I hit a bad shot, like. On perfect example, three at Pack Dunes, I had five iron in, and I flared one and came up short right, not my best swing. And the other caddy just walks up and goes, "Oof, Tim, classic underclub." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I was like, dude, I was like, get out of, get off Timmy's back, dude." And for the rest of the week, he was just hitting him with those ones. Like, uh, I hit it long on seven at Sheep Ranch. I tried to fly to seven iron, and it flew long, and I was on the back of like the double green, which was pretty cool too. Uh, and Jason just again just goes oof classic over club dude it's not a 40 wind it's like a 32 wind and we're like Jason get out of here dude it was hilarious it was really really funny incredible absolutely incredible my my favorite one that he did my favorite one he dropped we're teeing off on 17 at Bandon and I talked him into driver I'm like we're hitting driver and he's like all right yeah we're hitting driver I'm like cut it off that bunker he's like yep and then right as I'm getting ready I'm putting the tee in the ground Jason goes you know, David Kidd said you should fire any any caddy who gives you a driver on 17. And I turn around and look at Jason, and I look at Tim, and I'm like, what was that? Jason, he's like, I'm just saying, that's what he said. <laughs> and I look at Jason's player, the guy, uh, he's caddying for a, a guy in our group named Mark, and Mark is holding a driver in his hand. And I'm like, <laughs> you gave Mark a fucking driver, Jason. Get out of here, dude. The fuck out of here, Jason. <laughs> he was the man. I would highly recommend Jason Little, too. That was his name. If anyone wants a the a like a ball of a caddy, like Jason Little's your guy. That is incredible. Oh, man. Great, great times. Well, given, given all that, now that we've gone through them all, I mean, you know, if, if you can sum it up in like a couple sentences, man, which, you know, if, if now if someone's asking you quickly at a bar, like maybe even like a, you know, someone that only plays a little bit of golf and they're like, yeah, you've been to Band of Dudes, what'd you think? Go. I think you have to go. I think it's, it's, it's probably, it's, I know what I told everybody when I came home. I told my parents this too, and like everybody who was asking me about it, all my buddies. They're the five best golf courses I've ever played. All five of them as a whole. It's and I've played a bunch. I've been fortunate enough to play a bunch of very very cool places, and all five all five of those are literally one through five. They are the five best golf courses I've ever played. So if you have the opportunity to go, you should go see that because if you never play another round of golf in your life after going there you'll you'll have seen probably some of the best that the earth has to offer in my yeah. opinion so. that's that, that that's perfectly said man like because that's the same thing i tell everybody else like like they're five not just of like the best golf courses like in oregon like anywhere in the, in world. the world in the world in the entire world like it's insane and what, what i try to figure out my buddies like is there anywhere else on earth where there's that many world-class golf and like truly world-class like you know, pretty much consensus, like, is one of the 100 best golf courses in the entire world in, like, that concentrated of an area. 
Like, I mean, like, you could make an argument for, like, I guess Monterey, because you got, like, Pebble, Cypress, you know, you know, Spyglass, Monterey. But, like, even still, like, you know, from Cypress to Pebble, there's, like, a mile, a mile and a half, right? Or, you know, there, there's a little ways away. There's a little, like, at Band, this is just world-class golf stacked on top of each other, dude. Like, go, yeah. like, holes from different courses, like, bordering the other. Like, it's just that they're all right there in just this one spot. You don't even have to get in your own car. You can just go visit five world-class golf courses with just a little button in your like hotel room. Ah, oh, yeah, shuttle. Uh, I'd like to go to this world-class golf course. Mm, okay, yeah, that'll be about two minutes. You're like, sick. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We'll get you there in three minutes, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> the, uh, I, I love the Monterey Peninsula. Uh, I love the Monterey Peninsula a lot. It's below Bandon. Like, there's some... There's, the house is way below traffic. Yeah, way it's below. below. Dude, it just doesn't feel the same. All of, even though those golf courses are in the running for the same type of experience of getting, you know, a bunch of really good world class golf courses in a really dense area. But man, something about the density of Bandon and, and this like that property and the scale of it all, it's just like it was And the vibe online. too, dude. Like and that's and the thing is like the vibe, the fact that everybody's the there just to play golf and party with their boys, like it's just there's something ineffable about Bandon Dunes that's just like the energy there that is just like, yo, let's just have a fucking blast and just go play the best golf we've ever ever get to play, and let's just send it. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that sounds I drank, good. I drank so many pan, Bandon Pale Ales, dude. <laughs> like an absurd. What'd you think of, of the Bandon Pale, Pale Ale? Ale? Uh, dude, it was. Deli- Wanna know what I think about the Bandon Pale Ale? It's, I'm only gonna get it at Bandon, so I'm drinking it. Exactly. Like I was teasing all my buddies. I was like, they're like, oh, I have uh, four torpedoes. I was like, torpedoes, motherfucker. You could get a torpedoes at the liquor store around the corner from your house, dude. Like I'm drinking Bandon Pales because I'm here. Oh, it's an extra dollar. Okay. Who cares, yeah. dude? Like, literally, don't give like, a shit. Yeah, this is the only time of the year that I'm gonna drink banded pails. Like, I'm never gonna drink a banded pail till like till I come back here. So yeah, I'm sending as many banded pails down the hatch as I can. One hundred percent. They also do even at like the, uh, the, the you know the, the halfway houses out there throughout the entire property. They make a mean transfusion. Really, the, their cocktail game is pretty strong, except for the fact that they just charge you double for a double. That's my only yeah. gripe with Bandon's alcohol policy. Is that? Yeah, the, it's a- it's a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll have a uh, you know screwdriver, 11 bucks. Actually, make a double. Cool, 22. Wait. Mm, I, didn't, I didn't order two, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I would like two doubles in that case. Yeah, I, I didn't want to come up here and just absolutely just suck Bannon off for like an hour and a half with you. I, I have to, you know, we have to be fair and balanced. So you know, if there's a critique, that 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 is really my, honestly, my only one. How about we had breakfast transfusions before teeing off at like 8.35, 8.40 at Pacific Dunes? I, it, it's, it's a fantastic strategy. Two double transfusions in his hands, and I'm so nervous, like so nervous. And I drink this transfusion like it's water. I'm gu- <laughs> guzz that transfusion. I think was deleted before we even got like halfway through the first fairway, dude. I was so nervous. I was like, I yeah, it was crazy. I'd never that. It's crazy to experience that kind of nerves on a casual round. You don't get that ever, really. It's it's great, man. It just uh, yeah. There's just nothing like it. I mean, and if there is, I certainly haven't been there. I mean, it, it, it that place yeah. is truly one of a kind, man. I. I I'm so pumped that you now have been there to the fact where I can just nerd the shit out with you. Like next when next time we're together, it's just ah, uh, it's gonna be so much fun. And I can't wait to go now in March, dude. March 2022, baby, count me in. I'm so in on that trip. So anybody listening who wants to see what Chris Durr looks like with a bunch of banded pails and mm. lighting banded dunes on fire, honestly, I'm you know I'm, where to find me. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say like I, I want to open that one up to like you know basically anybody that wants to join, like all of you know if you got a whole crew of buddies that you know that haven't been before that you want to bring with you, like that one is absolutely open like uh, you're, you're i think you're the first person i've even told 
And I guess now, oh, you know, man. whoever listening to this podcast is. But uh, if you have any my interest in joining Drew, us, yeah. let my us roommate know. Drew would love to go, dude. My roommate Drew would love to go. So yeah, I'm just, let's dude, get it going. I'm so pumped to go to Bannon when there's actually going to be more than 10 hours of daylight. Because that, yes, that, that, that really is the only bummer about going in November is like, you got to get the like one of the first like five tea times of the day, and then yep. you got to fucking haul ass on your second eighteen if you want to try to finish. Like exactly. to actually be able to go and play at nine o'clock, have lunch, and go back out for another eighteen without having to worry about rushing before sunset. Like that is going to be unreal. I cannot wait. Or like a dawn patrol, tee off at like a seven thirty, then like have like a lunch and chill, like relax, stretch a little bit, maybe hop in that freaking sauna dude dude do something like that and then oh. go play an afternoon 18 that sounds like a dream non-covid bandon is such a joy man getting into that jacuzzi like down at the bunker bar when you got the jacuzzi down there as well if you need to like pop in i, I my boy gv the last year we were there before covid was getting a massage and like the evenings after his rounds stuff i like got the spa he's just absolutely li- i was like ah, this is this is what i said like, oh, god i can't i cannot wait for this pandemic to be over man it, it like it, i'm just gonna send it so Give me a vaccine, baby. I want to get in the sauna. Oh, it's going to feel really, really good. Oh, man. So, shit, dude. I'm stoked for you. Other than Bannon, how's everything else been going for you? Fantastic. Everything else is good. Work is good. Life is good. Ready for the pandy to be over. I'm done with the pandy. And, uh, and yeah, dude, everything is fine over here, man. I'm still on, I'm still tired and recovering from Bandon. So it takes a few, I, it takes a couple days, brother. Especially like that's the thing for you driving down to San Diego afterwards. Like that in itself is kind of exhausting. So I can only imagine yeah. it will take uh, a, a few days for your body to kind of get back uh, get back to level. I yeah I am uh, I'm excited to sleep tonight. I think that, <laughs> I think by tomorrow I will be fully back. I've got a couple good nights of sleep under me, and I think one more, and then I'll be I'll be 100 percent again for sure. Well, <laughs> hey, to give it's a little late. I, I, I'll let you go here pretty soon, so you can get a jump on that night's sleep. The only thing I'm going to ask before we go is. Uh, how much fun is Patrick Reed? I mean, hashtag good for golf, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, were you even aware of this is going? I mean, you're in the middle of like the trip of a lifetime of band and dunes. Like, are you even paying attention to professional golf? Like, because when I'm there, absolutely, like, I barely remember to like call my wife when I'm there. Like, yeah. I, like the, the outside world just might as well not exist when I'm abandoned. So, I, were you actually kind of dialed into what was going on with everything while you were there? Well, every night before we went to bed, we would watch the coverage until I fell asleep in the okay. room. So I was aware of his cheating scandal. And, Which one? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, before we go, I'll say one thing. I just It's insane how tone deaf he is. Like, a mistake is a mistake, and he has officially earned the right to not have any benefit of the doubt. Uh, but the, the tone deafness... And the brashness of making such an egregious mistake was insane to me. It's like, how do you? That's an insane quality in a human being, dude. Like that is a wild way to handle that situation. I, I think the uh, I think the no laying up guys kind of mentioned something sort of like this, and I thought it was really interesting. And I was thinking to myself, like, do you think he's consciously acting the way he is yeah. to like piss everybody off, and then like he feeds off that, like you know, like. He's, is he basically a troll? Is he is he intentionally acting in a way that he knows is going to make thing people even more upset than they already are, and then feed off that? Like I can't really think of another explanation for the way that he the way that he responds and handles all this. I think he has trollish tendencies, but I don't think he is. I don't think that's why he does it. I think he actually thinks he can get away with it. Bigger troll, Pat or Justine. And I'm not talking. Uh, about her, I'm not talking about her appearance. Facts. Oh, sorry, I, I, I could not myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, 
I uh, Patrick Reed's still the bigger troll. Yeah. I can't believe that guy. I cannot believe that guy. I couldn't. I can't believe. Him. I can't. I can't believe humans like him exist on Earth. But hey, I've been shocked before. So hashtag good for should, golf, man. Should, yeah, good for golf, baby. He's good for golf. People are talking about it, man. Uh, if, if people on if people on Pardon My Take are talking about it, then uh, then you can't be that mad. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really really good point. Well, on that note, man, I. Let's wrap up what has to be one of my most enjoyable podcasts I've done in a good long time. The fact that my guy finally got to visit Mecca, you know, and make his inaugural trip to the motherland, it just puts such a goddamn huge smile on my face. I'm ear to ear right now. I'm so happy that we got to talk about it. I was a little bit, I'm still a little tired, so please forgive me, but dude, it is the best place on earth. I will never forget it. I bought the book Dream Golf, and I'm reading, I already started reading it. Amazing, dude. That's what's crazy. that, That book is like, one of the most enjoyable reads I've ever had. Like it's so I'm much fun. Chapters, I'm two chapters in, and I felt I'm in love with Mike Kaiser. Like if I ever see him, I'm gonna have to tell him that I think I love him. And, uh, and other than that, dude, it's just it's. I won't even hesitate. I will not even hesitate to communicate the level of love and respect I have for that man if I ever get the chance oh, to see him. For sure, Incredible. looking him straight in the eyes too. I'm getting lost in those eyes, and I'm telling him. Honestly, <laughs> you read that book, and it basically makes me want to be like, hmm, is my number one buck of the course actually just a nine hole course outside of Chicago? Like, do I just, is the Dunes Club the one place I'd want to go more than anywhere else? I don't even know. Are you there yet? I don't know. Are you there yet in the book? Yeah, I don't oh. know yet. I don't know about the Dunes Club You'll be, yet. You'll be there soon, brother. It. Don't you worry. You'll be there soon. Sick. All right, dude. Christopher, this has been real, man. Thank you so much. This is uh, absolutely rad. Uh, yeah, I I think we may be touching base again here soon to the people. If, if you like this podcast, people, um, we may we may have some some cool uh, exciting news for you coming up here at 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 some, at some point soon. Not not for sure, but we're we're working on something. So just a little, just a little, little Mike Greenberg tease there. Yeah, coming up tuned. next time. Yeah, exactly. Coming up next time. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for that one, boys. Beautiful. Uh, all right, Mister Durr, you stay one hundred, my friend. Good to see you as you always. You too, Kyle. Thank you for having me, dude. You got it, brother. <laughs> <laughs>